much do you need to know before getting started? Say you need to learn a complicated skill, physics, French, or computer programming. How much time should you spend building your background knowledge before you start practicing the actual skill? So consider machine learning. One way to learn this field would be to first master the underlying math. Then when you encountered the programming commands for certain mathematical functions, you'd know what they're doing behind the scenes. Another way to approach this field would be to make machine learning models for things that interest you. You could get reasonably far with this without knowing calculus or linear algebra. Perhaps then the math is best saved for later. The question of how much prerequisite work is necessary before attempting the real task occurs in many spaces. How much time should you spend in school before doing real-world work? How long should you study a language before trying to speak it? How many books should you read before starting a business? Let's look at some of the cognitive science for some guidance. What are the prerequisites to learning a skill? Well, obviously, if specific concepts are used to teach a subject, you need to learn those concepts first. So, for instance, when I took MIT's economics classes, they were taught using calculus. Not knowing calculus would have made solving the problems for the exam impossible. It also would have made many of the conceptual explanations harder to grok, since they were framed in terms of calculus. However, this answer isn't too satisfying because subjects can be taught at different levels of depth. For instance, when I took economics at my alma mater, they didn't use calculus at all. So I feel like I understood economics better the MIT way, but that's a bit of a silly argument because, of course, it's easier to understand something when you have a deeper presentation. The question is whether it makes sense to ask everyone who wants to learn economics to first study calculus. Cognitive skill acquisition. At a basic level, we can contrast two ways of learning. One is to memorize, by rote, the answer to every possible question in a domain. The other is to learn a process for generating solutions in the domain. So consider basic addition. The memorizing approach would involve memorizing all pairs of one-digit addition facts by heart. So for instance, 7 plus 4 is 11, 3 plus 6 equals 9, and so on. The procedural approach might involve counting. So you pick the bigger number and you count up one by one a number of times equal to the lower number. So 7 plus 4 is equal to 8, 9, 10, 11. So interestingly, children seem to do exactly this when they learn arithmetic. They begin with a procedure like counting, and as they gain experience, they memorize more and more of the exact answers. Eventually, they're able to solve most arithmetic problems through recall alone, and the procedure of counting fades away. Now, four things are worth noting here. First, eventually, many answers are memorized. This results in fast, reliable access and helps us perform complicated skills smoothly. You won't perform well if you need to reason from first principles in everyday situations. Second, the procedure of counting is more compact than an array of memorized facts. Thus, the method is learned first, with fluently recalled answers coming only after much more experience. Third, the counting procedure can act as a backup. So, say you haven't memorized 24 plus 3. The counting procedure is slow, but it can help you answer the question. 25, 26, 27. If you've memorized other facts, you may use a different ad hoc procedure. So you know 4 plus 3 equals 7, and then you just add 20. 4. 
The choice to use memorization or a procedure to find an answer depends on the effort needed to perform the procedure, the reliability of the procedure, and the incentives surrounding accuracy. So children tend to use low effort tools like guessing and retrieval unless they're required to use a more effortful procedure. So when performing skills, we use a variety of methods, from following a procedure to retrieving an answer from memory. With increased practice, the memory component becomes dominant for routine situations. Even when we can't get the exact solution from memory, we may find parts of the answer which we can use to solve the problem faster. So this suggests that digging deep has two potential benefits. First, it can provide a strategy to obtain the correct answer when memory or direct experience fails. This backup is essential in the early phases of learning when many patterns haven't been actually stored yet. And second, it can assist in non-routine situations where no answer is known. However, this analysis also shows a limit to background knowledge. Since fluent performance of a skill is mostly driven by recalling direct experiences and examples, deeper and deeper knowledge mostly helps in cases where a direct experience is missing or insufficient. This becomes more and more important as you reach increasing levels of expertise, but well, it may not be that helpful for routine performance. Should you dig deep or dive right in? The evidence from skill acquisition paints a mixed picture. On the one hand, the methods that assist directly with learning a domain are necessary prerequisites. Even if a brute force approach might work, good methods are still more reliable than trial and error. On the other hand, routine performance is largely handled by drawing on direct experience, not working from first principles. Thus, if the principles don't actually lay out the actions needed for routine situations, then they're mainly helpful for handling those non-routine edge cases. And these principles will probably only be relevant as your experience grows within a field and handling all the weird edge cases becomes important. So what are your experiences? Do you prefer to step back and dig deep before trying to practice a skill? Or do you prefer diving right in and practicing directly? I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website at scotthyoung.com.